Just a quick warning that today we're going to be talking about death, religion, fear, pain, lonely winds, drains, um, and you know, existentialism, of course. So if you're not in the right headspace for that, maybe just skip these next few episodes. And I won't come round this way again with a lonely wind. everyone and welcome to another episode of a hopeless endeavor a joanna newsome lyrical podcast i am sam and i am nikki and welcome to the final part of our discussion on you will not take my heart alive it was a challenge it's not easy it's not- <laughs> it is a not easy we had a time a floundering time but that's the way it has to go sometimes. It's a hopeless endeavor, you guys. It's not it's a hopeful endeavor. It's the way the endeavor. cookie crumbles, it's, guys. Yeah. It's right It's in the not name. a hopeful endeavor. <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, yeah. thanks for bearing with us. We are so open to your guys' interpretation and feedback, especially with that one verse. And you guys will know you what know. that verse is. Um, so I don't know. Let's not walk and have our backs bound and twined together. I don't know anyways here it is enjoy or stumble through whatever (laughs) you can i don't understand why are their backs bound in twine dude i have so many questions about that what are we talking about what is she talking about and i i have zero answer to this i didn't come up with a theory or anything because like i i've got nothing but not meant for walking what are you talking about who's not meant for walking why are our backs bound in twine who bound us and why just our backs does it mean that they're bound together maybe like, oh yeah like two different backs are bound together for some I'm- reason in twine dude i don't know i i i don't know it's legit one of the most lost times I've felt throughout this whole entire fight how are they supposed to go into battle if they're bound together like I don't understand and like what is she yeah I don't understand that either and like what does it mean to say not meant for walking like meant according to who and like why is walking relevant yeah why do you need to walk Right. I In the know. martial wind and clarion rain. Like, why is that a condition <sighs> here? You know what? Let me... Uh, can I use a lifeline and phone a friend? Um, is that just, friend David? Yeah. Let me just see if he has anything in specific mm-hmm. about this line. Let me just see. I get, I, it, it annoys me because I can't get a clear image here, right? Like, I can yes. get that the environment is awful and hard and brutal. 
I, I, I can get that we're going into battle, that we are in pain. I don't really understand why, but I can see that. Mm-hmm. But not meant for walking, backs bound and twine, not angel or devil, but level in time. I really do think we're in some kind of um, limbo here. That are we are we heading towards the queue? Are we like what's our next first? Doesn't even help. No. I so I like the limbo idea. The other interpretation I had of the specific not I don't know what the walking shit is doing, but the other interpretation I had for the not angel or devil, but level in time part was this theme that we talked about a little bit on the last episode or the last recording session of like the rejection of the religious view of the nature of things and uh, an ascription to more like that mm, it's all just nature that like, so I forget why we were talking about this last time and looking back it's like truly completely unclear to me why (laughs) uh why we were talking about this but I do remember talking about this just that the idea of a a rejection of heaven and hell a rejection of the idea that there's like this afterlife and that it's more it's all just nature but yeah just the rejection of these religious themes a rejection of there being a heaven or there being a hell and it's just time. It's just all we have is the cruelty or like the not cruelty, the indifference, I guess, of of time and death and life and nature. I wonder if that not angel or devil line too was just speaking to like exactly that. Right? People are people. Right. No one is inherently angelic or you know, full of Satan's will. People just are people. But level in time. Yeah. What's the level doing? Like level as in like even in time? Or that time is level because we've reached death. Like death is the great leveler. Mm-hmm. Level in time. Okay. I don't mind that at all. Okay. David has something. Kate? Something more than I have. So he's, I just like copy pasted this verse to him and he says, it reads like some sort of spiritual warfare. Totally agree. And I was like, yes, absolutely. But I was like backbound and twine, like what? And he says, oh, like angel wings are being pinned down. So like angels are not supposed to walk. They're angels. They're supposed to like fly around, but their wings are like bound, um, so he says their wings are tied up and they are unnaturally having to walk. Angels are demons who are fallen angels and also have wings. So demons are supposed that's to also That's cool. Very cool. So that's something more than I could come up with. Check. Okay. Not meant for walking because they're angels. Yeah. Not angel or devil, but level in time. I don't fucking know, man. This is a hard verse. I was just, I looked up definitions of level and on the definition that like, you know, like uh, his eyes were level with hers, like they're at the same height. So not up or down, but equal in time, maybe. Uh, 
depending on who the we is here, maybe it's like, I don't know, something like that. Uh, okay, David also says, reading the whole song, it really does sound like an angel who came down to earth and lived and loved and who at the end takes on her angelic form and fly, flies back up. So that's a whole other interpretation that I hadn't considered. How does an angel live on earth? I don't know. I do not know. Mm, okay, so Melissa of Blessing All the Birds says of this part, she then discusses a violent struggle with death and entering that battle completely handicapped. Uh, so, yeah, referring to the backsbound and twine stuff. Resistance against death will never succeed, even for angels or devils. Time and death are the great level levelers for both kinds of people. Uh, this stanza could also be the narrator contemplating her birth. The imagery of not meant for walking, backsbound and twine reminds me, Melissa, of the Sphinx riddle to Oedipus, where man, quote unquote, First has four feet, and then two feet, and then three feet. So like crawling, walking, and then with a walking with a cane. Uh, the angel and devil imagery also evokes the original sin. Uh, the narrator con contemplates her birth and death and how closely linked they are cyclically, physically, psychologically. At birth and death, an angel or devil face the same challenges with mortality. Okay. Dude, I'm so lost with this verse. It's so hard. I really like David's suggestion as of the wings as being bound. It makes me wonder how else they're limited then, right? Like, And also, yeah. why? What is going on? What exactly? What is going on? So even if the wings are bound, like, who did the binding? Why are these m magical creatures suddenly impotent it's taking the power away from yeah maybe i don't know maybe it's that death takes the power away from everybody equally uh like i don't know i don't can angels and, de and devils die i don't know if you go so i'm just looking back at the lyrics and thinking like okay if our narrator is an angel i really like that with the first verse what do you remember most is it the line of the sea seceding the coast? Find capillaries that comfort you drew from the light of the stars. If it was an angel that came to earth and then went back up. Mm. I like that a lot, that you would get to see mm -hmm. those human things, but you would also get to see stars. I don't know. What about the ice rungs? And it, it also would explain that perspective of being up high, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah, right. Right, right, right. But why would the, is, are their wings always bound? Is that why they're climbing the the icy rungs of light beyond recall you severed all strings but we're saying you david just says uh, more along the same lines here he says but yeah like an angel who came down to experience love and maybe experienced heartbreak and retreated or just the soul who came lived loved and died an eternal soul describing what it was like to live in those few moments that were her human existence Compared to the infinite existence of being an angelic soul. Yeah, I like that too. Okay, who's our constant driver then if it's an angel? Is it like God? Is it heaven? You know what? 
I don't understand about the angel thing. Then, if it's an eternal angel, then our constant driver can't be death. Right. I mean, I have no idea. Like, okay, uh, there's like some abstract thought that like I already know is going to be impossible to put into words that I have here. But like, if if we're talking about either like fallen angels or angels that like temporarily assume human existences um, that like just like we had with the birds and anecdotes like diving down to like embody people temporarily there's like something that is simultaneously immortal in these souls that like temporarily occupy a body and then leave the body and then like temporarily occupy another body and then leave a body. So simultaneously immortal in that sense, but also mortal in the sense that like once their time in that body is done, that life is in a sense done. Uh, So like maybe it still could be death because it's like two things being true at once the angel can be immortal and eternal, but like also bound by mortality insofar as the body that she's in is bound by mortality. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I really truly don't know. I like that both things are true at once that they, that if it is like about an eternal angel, that the angel is limited by is limited by her physical form. And that's something that's true for humans as well. But then there is that repeating thing of circles and cycles and um, reincarnation that we've talked yes. about. Always. Always. There's a long genius annotation for this verse. Ugh. Okay. What does it say? Well, Okay. It's upvoted 16 times, too, so people are into it. There's a lot of links, too. But here, here, here goes for the whole verse. The person says, This verse is one of the most poetic of Joanna Newsom's career thus far. Okay. Uh, the dense internal rhymes intensify the tension in the song. Wind in minced winced, or minced wincing, are married in assonance, while devil and level join in multisyllabic fricative consonants. Moreover, the dactylic rhymes of wind and clary and in clarion rain. Don't know what that means, but okay. The dactylic rhythms of wind and in clarion ri- rain elevates the tone of the verse. <laughs> I started laughing at myself because I can't read this. I'm just gonna start over from moreover. Okay. Moreover, the dactylic rhythms of wind and in clarion rain elevates the tone of the verse so that of the epic, its shifting prosody, its dash and drive, evincing time's mutability, its ebb and flow. I don't understand the sentence structure here, but I'm going to keep going. The imagery is, like anecdotes, semantically violent. Newsom conjures up the smothering gloom of war with the personification of setting, likening the rain to military clarions in the way reminiscent of Keats's chiding trumpets in the eve of St. Agnes. Indeed, Keats's bitter chill, like Newsom's martial wind, is a malevolent force reified as a violent and dangerous entity rather than a benign aspect of setting. Interestingly, mincing 
is a verb used elsewhere by Joanna Newsom in cla- clam crab cockle cowrie, a word which has connotations of both aggressive cutting up of meat and dainty affected even pompous walking. The former here would suggest a defiant meeting with the battle against time, where the latter indicates an obliviousness of the cruel- cruelty of time as the speaker walks daintily towards death at the end of times. Perhaps it is a memento mori, uh, which is just like a reminder of death. Uh, it is cyclical of the pomp, the decadence of life, where, uh, when death pervades. From a destructionist etymological viewpoint, mince comes from the Latin minutia, smallness, and it suggests perhaps the smallness of human experience in the face of chaos, the sound and the fury of time and life's narrative. Yep. Okay, that's a lot. That's a really cool annotation. That helps a lot with our flandering, I think doesn't solve everything because there's still a million questions but I do like the um comparison here between anecdotes uh because we were just making that comparison in terms of like soul diving but but also the battle of course the like war stuff yes and we have a lot of that in waltz too yeah totally someone else says uh in a comment on this post this is amazing, but what about not meant for walking backs bound in twine? Uh, things being bound in twine is a rustic, old-fashioned type of binding. In the context of this song, with its reference to love ascension, violence, and not being an angel, maybe the reference to being bound in twine suggests that the love is less heavenly while still being powerful. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's a hard trek knock life it's a it's a hard knock life yeah <laughs> totally well, you know what we did good there's lots of ideas there yeah david had great ideas mm-hmm. yeah we did what we could let us know what you guys think is going on we did what we could is an alt name of this show <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. What's, i i like that we did what we could we tried okay there are two verses left so then she sings. <laughs> I feel like I need to like shake off the last verse. Like, ugh, okay, let's refresh. Then she sings. And I rose to take my shape at last from the dreams that had dogged me through every past. When to my soul, the body would say, you may do what you like as long as you stay. I feel better about this verse. Still don't really know what's going on, but I feel there's less backbound and twine and angel and devil references that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's less violent. And like, if we've had this like epic transition of like human to death or angel through one body to another or whatever, it seems like a very sweet conclusion here right so we're finally rising we have more movement more movement Mm, here i didn't notice that yeah um and we're taking my shape so taking my shape makes me feel good like we're getting back to something we know we're in a familiar i don't want to say body but we're in like a familiar shape form 
and I rose to take my shape at last from the dreams that had dogged me through every past. So we're leaving behind, um, I don't know, we're leaving behind maybe the other lives. Like if we are an angel hopping between bodies or whatever, we're leaving behind like anything human Mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems like she's being liberated from something here, right? Like, I rose to take my shape at last from these things that had, like, bogged her down. Like, these dreams that had dogged her. To dog someone. To dog. Uh, Definition. Does that just mean to, like, bring down? I think dogged is just, like, um, I feel like it's just annoying you. Like, someone who is, like, stubborn or super determined. The definition I found just now was to cause trouble for someone for a long time. So, these these dreams or like these imaginings that had bothered her for some time she is liberated from them she rose to take her shape at last and so that gives me the vibe here of like going back to one of our initial interpretations which was that like death has been like constantly driving her throughout her life these like anxieties and maybe existential dreads and that she she rose out of them she like is able to maybe provide an answer for herself from those like I don't know nightmares or something um yeah it feels like the circle is closing or that like the loop is complete or something yeah and I feel like that's reinforced by the next line to my soul the body would say you would do what you like as long as you stay. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know what I feel like. I feel like the body speak to soul. The soul must stay in heaven. Like the soul must stay risen. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I was thinking of, okay. I was thinking of the st- when to my soul the body would say part as belonging to the time when these dreams had dogged her like through every past when like so in every past when my body would say this stuff to my soul and I thought in my interpretation it was like uh my as long as you stay on earth as long as you stay alive. like in me yeah exactly as long as you yeah. stay alive my body would say like look listen soul you have free reign as long as you fucking stay in my body like stay with me and right. animate me and don't die De- death is bad yeah. and so yeah my interpretation of this verse based on that is like yeah like i said like her her rising to free herself of this like death fear that has hounded her Uh, it's interesting that hounded and dogged sort of mean the same thing. Um, but yeah, that like, that haunted her, uh, the fear of death and the fear of death being, uh, the soul or the body pleading with the soul, like, please stay alive. And she's like, no, like I finally freed myself of that, of that anxiety. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And that, that, that it it's through every past. So like if we are talking about reincarnation, that this has happened over and over and over again, that she's like been 
bound by this contract between body and soul. And I really feel that here. Like finally Mm -hmm. we're freed of that contract and we're able to maybe just die. Yeah. That's the thing is that taking her shape could be just like getting rid of the fear. Yeah. So here's two ways I see of interpreting that to take your shape could be, uh, of like, just dying, just letting go. And like, I finally took my shape, my true form, like not bound to a body, but like the like eternal soul that I am or whatever. And I really love that interpretation. The other thing that I was thinking it could be is like, I rose to take my shape, like while I'm still alive, I just decided to stop uh, being so afraid of death all the time and just like living in the joy. And like, that's my true shape is like not being bogged down by this, fear of death I love that both things are true yeah do you also get in this verse do you get like um uh like a shout out to the song divers maybe where she says how do you choose the time you must exhale and kick and rise yeah sure yeah so like how do you choose your form yeah exactly exactly how do you choose your form how do you choose your name how do you choose the time you must exhale and kick and rise where she, she I, I don't know how she chose it, but she did it. She, she rose at last. Yeah. That's really nice. I didn't think of that before, but I really like it. Yeah. What it means again could be ambiguous, but I just like the idea that it might be, I love, I just something, something feeds my soul about the idea that these songs speak to each other a little bit. Oh, they have to, for sure. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think when we look at the album as a whole, as I'm sure we'll do in some episode in the future, um, and try and make connections through songs, we'll find Mm -hmm. that. We'll find that pretty consistently. Yeah, I like this verse. It's just, it's triumphant a little bit. It's also just such a come down from the last one. Yes. It doesn't have the same violence or intensity. Yeah. Feels much more, much more peaceful. It does. It certainly does. Someone on Genius says, this describes the narrator's final liberating ascent up and out of the cycles of death and rebirth in human or at least physical form. The dreams that had dogged me are the traces of karmic karmic debt that kept causing this soul to take shape in physical form. Each past where the body demanded that the soul stayed bound to it. Someone else says, I don't think the narrator is in the midst of death, but rather contemplating her future death. She compares death to sleep in uh, as in sleep. One day her soul will be parted from her body for now. She can return to her body upon waking from her dreams, but one day her soul will never return. Considering that her dreams dog her, I think, I imagine the narrator fears losing her body when she dies. Do we compare it to sleep here? I guess just dreams. Uh, Oh, wait. Is death compared to sleep here? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like, are they just pulling that from this song or do they mean generally in her music? Because I think we've talked about that before. I just don't know if we've talked about that Mm. on this song. I think they mean here uh, just because the beginning of the annotations, I don't think the narrator is in the midst of death, but rather contemplating her future death. So, Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
that's all I have for this verse. I think it's just a lot more, I don't want to say straightforward, because, like, who knows? We, m we could be totally wrong. But that's at least the interpretation that, like, stands out most starkly to me. Yes. Okay, should I read the next one? Mm-hmm. Essentially the last one, because we've already talked about the chorus. So we or, uh, I don't know how fairly it is, how fair it is to call it a chorus, but. And she sings. Now the towns and forests, highways and plains fall back in circles like an emptying drain. And I won't come round this way again where the lonely wind abides. And you will not take my heart alive. You will not take my heart alive. You will not take my heart alive many, many times, too. You will not take my heart. Right. To me, it feels like death again. <laughs> it feels like the towns and forests, highways and plains fall back in circles like an empty and drain just makes me think of like all of the earthly bound to this realm of existence experiences that our narrator has had are all just being washed away They're, Yeah. Yeah. And what like a beautiful, like it makes me think of the ascension, just like that yes. upwards movement and everything getting smaller. It obviously makes me think of like a thousand spiders washed down the drain or mm. whatever too. But like that fall back that it, that they're falling back in circles too, that can kind of reflect all of these different lives that, yeah she's had yeah totally the cyclical like totally yeah and then just like the definitive statement i won't come around this way again yeah not me not me that, that's it it seems so so final yeah and so yeah totally so final and so deathy and so so deathy hmm I won't come back around. I won't come around this way again. So, like, yeah, is she breaking the cycle? Is that person right? That maybe that there's this endless cycle of death and re reincarnation and she's stepping away from that? Or is it just, like, her, the particular form she's taken this time will not come back, yeah. come around this way again? Yeah, I don't know. But this way again is where the lonely wind abides. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, so abide is to, to, bear patiently or to tolerate so I feel like we're making a distinction here between this wind and the martial wind and clarion rain like that to me is two different two yeah. different spaces it's very interesting then that she would have those two different descriptions of the wind in one song like did the wind kill off everything and that's why it's now lonely is because it like it I'm not sure. I think that's really interesting. And abide makes me think of abode, like a home for, like a, mm. the abode. And so maybe it's like where the lonely wind resides. That rhymes too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But the wind is lonely. It is no longer martial. It's no longer battling. It's like calmed down maybe. Like things are more still now that death has actually transpired that's not such a battle it's just there's no one left to battle with oh because she died yeah and then why are we still saying you will not take my heart alive like yeah interesting 
I mean, maybe her, maybe she's taking her heart with her. So like maybe, I don't know if it's uh, on one of the bajillion interpretations, like maybe her soul is sort of synonymous with her heart. And so this body and this one existence you've taken, but like you don't get to take the important thing, the enduring thing, which is like my soul slash spirit slash whatever it is that persists and is like bigger than death you don't get to take or is it like that or in addition to that that's like the sentiment that we're leaving with that whatever we said before that same goodness and kindness can't be taken like I'm taking that with me right right I think so maybe I also like so one of the things you had mentioned the list before um, uh-huh. and one of the things that is on the list is binaries like pulling each song tightly apart and I kind of get so uh, again back to Rachel's interpretation I get the vibe here of these binaries so like towns and forests so like these civilized places bustling with people and forests which is just like straight up like un uncolonized nature and then highways and again planes like these like they're sort of opposites in the sense that like it like gives me the it gives me almost a sapoconican y impression of like yeah you know like before we come along and like do something with this land and like put buildings up on it and make highways there was just forests and plains so like before and after all of it everything that we do falls back in circles. So yes, I don't know. It I'm I'm talking in <laughs> circles now, but it gives me these Rachel Parent vibes of like, look, these binaries are erased. It's all just the same. And so the, the these binaries too are falling back in circles like an empty drain. There's not actually this metaphysical difference between the two as we thought. It's more just it's more continuous than we thought. I don't know. Yeah, and then that's part of a cycle, too. Yeah, exactly. Another note I have here is, whatever instrument is here, the ting-ting sound is very important. Mm. Like, that's at the end of the song, right? The one that goes, do, do, do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what instrument that is, but I do know what you're talking about. I don't know. We listed all the instruments at yeah. the beginning, so it's got to be one of those. Yeah. Harp, but yeah. piano, Mellotron 400, Juno 106. One of those. Probably the Juno 106 because it has so many voices, but I don't know. I do. It gives such a weird vibe to the end of this song. It's like so yeah. distinctive, you know? It is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think that's the song. <laughs> I think that's you will not take my heart alive. Holy shit. Well, and then like we go into a pin light bent next, oh, right? God. And yes. the first lyrics on a pin light bent are my life comes and goes. Ah. Circling drains, cyclical um, vibes. Oh my God. I'm so excited for a pin light. I am so fucking excited, Sam. We get to talk about... <sighs> One of the best songs on the album next. I'm so excited. Do you know that But the Sky to An Electric and Alone is one of my favorite pieces of writing of all time? No, but I love learning that. And it also does not surprise me because it's 
outstanding. When good. the garden woke to meet me, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Amora Obscura? Are you fucking kidding me? Are we going to be talking about camera obscuras? Yes. Are we going to be talking about, uh, I can't even, I can't even do a little preview here. The great light selfhood, the city bright as a garden, the sky over the ocean. I'm so excited. I maybe don't sound excited because I'm sick, but I am. And I promise I'll be better next recording. I'm sorry you had to listen to my voice, you, Nikki, but also all of you over there. I hope it came across okay. Sultry voice. So I'm sure you guys all enjoyed it. I don't know if it. it's so... <laughs> I think it's just kind of pathetic. <laughs> Poor you. Okay, let's let you rest your voice. Go drink some tea. Get back into bed. Like, what are you doing? She, Sam is such a trooper. Let's all be grateful to her for for enduring this. She was nice enough. I'm going away no, next no. week. So she but was a trooper. thank you for giving me something to do on my sick day. <laughs> and not just like watch mad men all day which i is love those not you know it's good but you don't leave a mad men episode feeling nice no it's like i don't know what it's like it's like listening to sad music you're just like ah fuck yeah like, i get very exist i haven't watched the whole series so i don't know how it ends awful but it's very it gives me very existential vibes in the sense of like yeah. what is this all for what are we all yeah. doing here this is all a such a at that. rat yeah. race yeah yeah um. Yeah, I need to finish Mad Men. I have been on a. Okay, there's this new show uh, on HBO called Love and Death with Elizabeth Olsen, who I have a crush on. Um, and it is about a. It is based on a true story, like heavily based on a true story of this woman who acts murders her fellow church member um and i the only the first three episodes were out before today actually today the fourth came out um so i watched that and then i got fucking obsessed with the case because occasionally that's what happens to me uh i watched this entire other series on the same case uh on hulu called candy and i recommend checking that out if you're into murder at all like i am sam you're not really into murder though are you um i don't particularly like real life yeah murdery things so fair i can do it in like a pretend narrative i can do it in like weird sci-fi shit yeah but it makes me uncomfortable in real life it's It's too real horrible really dark not that i haven't done the deep dive like i know when serial first came out you and i were all about that but yes I think I've I've moved away from that a little bit. It's it's not good for my anxiety. No, to listen to so much. Totally, murder. I totally agree. Uh, I I share that thought, and yet I occasionally get so obsessed too. I also listened yeah. to a twelve-hour audiobook on this case. Uh, wow, you're you're two feet in. Yeah, I don't recommend that though. Um, but anyways, that's all just to say binge watching tv shows can be fun if you're into murder check that out don't if you uh are feeling anxious because it's not a like nice feel good anything um but i enjoyed that send us your tv recommendations uh if you want to (laughs) i don't know anyways okay 
that is a uh, you will not take my heart alive um that was the end of part four thank you for listening for four whole parts we only have two songs plus make hay yes um left in this album we'll probably do what like an album art episode yeah, too I think so. maybe like an overview or like reflection yeah something. that sounds so good. there's not very much but we do have the milk-eyed mender mm-hmm. so but my god the end times are near unless a new album comes out soon which it better a new album <laughs> will come out a new album will yeah come please. Out very soon this year this year god i hope so bad for this year I'm not that optimistic that it'll be this year. But anyways, okay. So uh, we have a Patreon you should check out. It is linked in the show notes, but it's also just patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. There you can find early episode releases and you can find uh, some bonus episodes intermittently. Uh, We are trying to do a series on some of the new stuff, but it also is taking us a little while just because we want to take our time with it. Um, uh, we have an email you should email us at it is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook group, a hopeless endeavor, a Jenny Newsome podcast. Sam does a bang up job. Oh. We've had like 50 new people yes. join That's very cool. recently. I don't know where you're all coming from, but welcome. We're welcome. so happy to have you. I know. There's so many new people. It's very, I know. Confusing. I keep getting those requests and you take like half of them and yeah. I take the other half. I'm like, where, how, how, how'd you hear about us? I don't know. And like also our, I have to check our, our listenership. Maybe our listenership has increased since the new Joanna news, the, the Joanna music. I'm not sure. Oh, but maybe. But okay. Uh, Sam does a bang up job running our Instagram. It is a hopeless endeavor podcast. You're always welcome to send me slash us DMs there um, or voice memos. Um, yep. We post about the episodes every week and yep. there's a link tree in our bio too. Um all of the things we just said, but also the incredible beats that David makes for us um, on SoundCloud. So go listen to those. You know what I realized today? I have been using the wrong beat. I've been using a pin light bent beat because I thought there was not a you will not take my heart alive beat. But there is a you will not take my heart alive beat. So God, I'm sick. A moron. Um, I like the variety though. Yeah, uh, that's true. The switching up can be nice. I'm not mad at it. (laughs) Okay, so um, check us out there. Thank you so much for being here with us through the four parts of this song. We will see you next week with a motherfucking thing like that. Thanks, guys. Bye.